This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Finishing school founders and trainers would tell me how the courses were now gender neutral, that men attended them in large numbers, and most importantly, that the finishing school of today was a far cry from how it had started. But there is no official data on the number of finishing schools in India or how many men and women attended. A finishing school may no longer call itself a finishing school and just go by what is now known as a personality development course, which means there's no way to really track the numbers or the changes. I wanted to speak to some of these male students to not just understand the evolution of these schools, but also their perspective because as I've said from the beginning, you don't imagine a man as the desired client of a finishing school. The big question was what made men want to attend a finishing school were they learning the same kind of things at these schools or classes as women what was their experience like hi i'm kavita devadas and the host of made to order a new podcast from suno india where we examine the world of finishing schools the makeovers and the transformations they promise from the lens of self love gender culture and class This is episode 3 What about men So while finishing academies and schools websites and social media profiles especially those in urban locations rank courses for men rarely were the men themselves the subject or the center of marketing or advertising It was common to see images of women or their silhouettes or their henaed hands across all the promotional material Even the module names and descriptions seemed to target just women Here's an example from the website of Confianza Finishing School in Chennai. The course for brides is called Dazzle Forever with this description. Our exclusive modules for brides focuses on the essential qualities of an elegant lady of the house. And what are those qualities? Poise, style sense, social etiquette, table manners, makeup and hair tutorials. Now contrast to the perfectly polished which is a course for bridegrooms and I'm summarizing this directly from the website. This course will help them with the meet and greet for business, with power dressing, fitness and food, body language and confidence. Can you tell the difference? But to be fair, there are similarities between the courses too. The devil is however in the details after you have scanned several of these descriptions and course content. Like how the men's courses talk about how to make eye contact or have strong handshakes during business meetings, which is all missing in women's courses. Confianza is just an example of this pattern. But were they all playing to the gallery? Here's Sugandha Mittal talking about her school. Hi, I'm Sugandha Mittal. I'm an image consultant, lifestyle and etiquette coach, and founder of Confianza Finishing School. Confianza is run as a one-man army show uh, by me. Um, till I would say I run a team uh, where I have uh experts associated with me experts from various fields we have nutritionist we have a culinary artist we have dermatologist all uh, associated with us and as when with the need of a particular client arises in these various fields we approach to these experts and take their guidance and help 
So while she's at the helm of all the affairs, she also consults experts in various fields to help her with her clients. She emphasizes that Confianza is a contemporary finishing school after walking me through their history and how she came to start one. She does not agree with my assessment about the skewed marketing and possibly larger number of female students. You will be surprised to know my first ever student I had in 2014 was a young adult male. And till date, it's been seven years. What I experience is a balance of men and women reaching out to us. Uh, men today are um, at par with wanting to, uh, you know, create um, a, an image uh, both professionally and personally in the society. And they feel the need uh, for their personal development. Uh, and hence they reach out to us. As a social science researcher, I know a thing or two about numbers. They can often reveal important patterns, but also hide depths and inequalities of experience. If there were an equal number of men and women reaching out to these schools, it did not certainly mean that their needs were the same. But I was still curious if there were at all any comparisons that could be made on facing social pressures or having similar aspirations? While on a broader perspective, um, the anxiety levels are pretty similar. They all want to fit in. They all want to create that match um, of understanding. So they are very kind of uh, very focused again on what kind of a life partner they are looking into or what kind of people they would like to date with and what is the image they're wanting to project. I've had a client uh, whose brother approached us and uh, and he said that coming from a conservative Indian society, saying that his brother is now turning to be a 28-year-old and uh, he's doing well at family business, but he seems to be uh, more of an introvert and unable to mingle and find a right match for himself. We want you to help him on his communication skills, on his social skills, to, uh, you know, help him to become more of an uh, outgoing person and to be able to, you know, mingle with the opposite gender. So this was the need, a specific need, which came from the family. But when I personally spoke to this uh, client, he seems to had no personal needs. He seemed all fine and happy with his life and he was there because his family got him there and he said, maybe there is something which I'm lacking, which you could help me with. This was not the first time I was hearing stories about people who felt they were fine, but their families brought them to finishing schools for various reasons. It made me sad that in most parts of India, we segregate men and women in playgrounds, in schools and colleges, in daily lives and then ask them to know how to understand, date, or marry the opposite sex all of a sudden. I have one example to share. I have just recently a client who walked in, uh, about a 30-year-old, highly successful doctor, a lady, who felt the challenge of, uh, she's had an intercaste marriage, so she fe felt the challenge of uh, matching up to his, uh, her in-law's family. And she wanted to be groomed, uh, wear a specific kind of clothing, uh, dress up in a certain style to match up to her in-law's family. 
At the risk of making sweeping generalizations, in the two years of working on this podcast, I had not yet come across men having such complicated narratives as women. Meanwhile, I'd met the tomboy teenager that the mother didn't approve of, the women who wanted to fit into their upper-class or inter-caste marital homes, an older professional who felt she was missing something in herself, despite her decades of accomplishments, and a woman who was a small-town model who thought a finishing school would help her succeed in a bigger city. What about men and their stories? Talking to one of these male students proved to be a bigger challenge than I anticipated. Many were hesitant to speak on a public platform. And then there were those who felt that their experience was not remarkable enough to be shared. Several of these men requested anonymity, which we assured them of. Even then, they would be worried. Finally, one of the image consultants, Neha Gupta, who you will hear from later in the series, connected us to her client, Akshay Mashenka. So, hi, uh, myself, Akshay Mashenka. Uh, I'm based out in Mumbai and I'm a businessman wherein my business is into GST consultation and project management. In short, I would say that uh, my main part of the business is providing guidance to my clients in terms of the GST taxation, returns, audit filing, and whichever the new implementations of the GST law comes into the picture. So that is my basic profile of my business company. Besides that, as a, besides my professional life, uh, I like to cook. So... I do a little bit of food blogging on my Instagram and my cooking channel on YouTube. So I love to cook and I love to eat. Akshay tells me this wasn't his first finishing school or personality development course. The first one he attended was in 10th grade at the British Council. Later in life, he looked for something more tailored to his needs as most of the classes he found online were group classes. He wanted to be equipped with the skills that would help him run his family business. This was something new for me because I wasn't sure how a finishing school could prepare someone for running a family business. How was this different from those courses that focused on the workplace in general? Uh, the topics which I covered with Neha were uh, speaking skills, staff controlling, how to speak with my staff, how to dress, how to have a food etiquette, how to speak yourself when you are in an office conference and how to speak yourself when you are in a cafe with the same person. So this is what I had learned with her. And uh, it helped me in a great deal because when I'm meeting a friend for a business purpose, I should be able to control my friendly urges with him. Now I could have learned that how to treat my staff, how to talk with my father, uh, in my business line, no doubt. But that would have taken more than two or three years. So during that course of time, there were chances that I might have made a mistake. And I'm not talking about just speaking. There are many other courses which I've learned regarding how to dress, how to uh, how to behave, the food etiquettes and all those stuff. Neha taught me how to, you know, how to speak to a person, even if he's your friend or your father or anyone of you, known or unknown. I learned that Akshay was around 20 years old when he took the second personality development course from Neha. Today, he's 31. Most people learn many of their skills on the job with exposure to the real business world and meeting different customers or clients. You observe your peers, your managers, the world around you. Would it not be the same for him? I would have done the course even now, going back that years, because. 
the main reason there is a little bit of a misconception which takes place between people that personality development course is actually teaching you some skills it's not personality development skill uh, personality development course is not teaching you any skills it is actually polishing you the, your original skills or it is helping you to develop them or to get prepared for them but business etiquette is not the only reason why men attend these schools Dhruv Sharma attended the bridegroom course offered by Divya Nanda Kumar from Purnatava Finishing School, who I interviewed for the previous episode. I'm a software engineer who is uh, who's currently a team lead at a, a multinational corporation. I came to know the fin- about the finishing school through, uh, of Divya Ma'am through. Um, basically, I earlier had actually attended a few corporate training sessions for, with her. from my company and i really liked the session so what i did was that i just googled her and found her website throf says he took the course because he was getting married there's so much focus on women the brides in india during weddings i wasn't actually sure what were his specific concerns as a groom i was getting married right and i'm a person who's actually i feel a little anxious about people in in front especially in front of a lot of people in general now when it's a wedding time at that point of time you start meeting a lot of people and in numbers um and people who you haven't met before etc so at that point of time i started feeling that uh, i remember the program i felt that i was a little underconfident and as i said i was anxious so i wanted to improve on how i present myself dhruv attended the course over 12 days spread over a month Each session would be an hour long. That's not a very long time to change deep-rooted habits or address anxieties. Behavioral change or building confidence takes time, patience, and self-awareness. No matter what social media photos and advice may tell us, Dhruv says it was indeed a step-by-step course, but that he had Divya's support even after the course ended over the phone. I think the main thing is that a program like this cannot. may stand in place of you you need to actually go through the modules you need to put in the effort i was fortunate that this particular program helped me in reaching out back after the program was ended had ended and i could uh, uh, i got support in that way as well but i don't know whether that's the case in general that's number one second thing is that there's a tendency that uh, once you get into a program and then you come out you forget everything that happened in those few days so unless uh, and everybody's situation is different so there's a tendency that somebody might there's there's this possibility that somebody may not uh, continue with their uh, effort and practice after the course as opposed to when they actually doing it so effort and practice can bring about sustained change in how we behave and then impact how others perceive us But why do we care so much about what others think? Yes, I understand. Judging people on the first meet or judging people on how they wear, how they dress, or how they eat is wrong. I totally agree that. But we live in a world where ninety-five percent of the people do make judgment on how you look, how you eat. They have the first impression and they fix it in their mind. that's why the saying goes first impression is the last impression 
नो वन सेज की आफ्टर टेन इंप्रेशन आई विल मेक माई इंप्रेशन नो वन सेज दैट I know there are many things. Uh, that's why the saying goes, "Ki never judge a book by its cover." But how many people do that? And forget about people. How many times have we done that? That we have not judged a book by its cover. Now, I remember uh, before doing this course, it wasn't that I wasn't involved in my father's business. I was just here and there. Uh, one day one of my clients had came to my father they were having a discussion i just came in the office my father introduced me to him and we were just talking i was just standing there but during the course of the meeting i felt thirsty i just removed a pepsi bottle opened it up and drank it directly from the bottle now at that time i was just a college pass out it did not look very weird or something like that but afterwards my father told me ki what you did was very wrong it does not looks good to drink in front of the client at that moment i was see my my father is saying totally wrong if i was thirsty why shouldn't i drink later on i came to know with neha it's not about whether you should drink or not it about it's about how you should drink during a meeting it is not advisable to drink cold drinks or juices or something like that it is always better to go for a glass of water coffee tea that's it you should not go beyond this because whatever you go beyond this will not you know it gives a wrong impression to the person standing next to you so this is something uh, means obviously a experience is something which is not taught in personal development course you learn it by yourself only but if you are well prepared for this experience to come you would be in a much better position to grasp the knowledge from those experience there is a whole list of that and instead of going on google and trying to learn this stuff i think personality development courses help you to understand what you should learn akshay goes on to talk about a variety of things he learned while being coached by neha from the type of clothes or colors that suit him to the small talk one can make in professional and social settings I hadn't imagined that we would be getting into the nitty-gritties of which drinks should one be serving or what type of t-shirts one may get away wearing in a professional setting. But there it is: how to dress, how to speak, what to eat, what to serve in order to make a good first impression. With the heavy emphasis on social graces and etiquette, the fact that these courses attract more women is not lost on him. He says he firmly believes in the usefulness of finishing schools to both men and women. but understands the resistance to it from men first thing is boys are not ready to accept the fact that we need a personality development boys thinks ki okay for us to develop personality is let's do body building that's it once you have a good physique automatically uh, you look good in dresses you look good in suits and girls will be attracted to you uh the first course as i told you did uh, i am in a british council university which i did after my 10th standard out of all the 20 there were only four males rest all were females and among those four males one i was there second was one of my friend because i insisted him to join with me and two another persons have joined because it was a requirement from their office both of them were working in uh, wipro 
and they had a requirement from their office to join this. They didn't want it to join. It's just that it was a requirement and they joined. Okay, after joining, they realized how important it was. But all those other 16 girls. I tell him that I believe that women may continue to outnumber men in these courses based on the research I did for the show. Did he think that this was because there was an added pressure on women to behave a certain way in order to fit into their families and society? He starts by saying that women don't have all these pressures even though there is inequality in society. But then midway during the call acknowledges that it is particularly hard for those women who are accomplished. I would say this skills are already there with women. They just need to have a little bit of polishing on that which gives them an added boost I can say. And in terms of behaving in society uh yeah i would say they have a little bit of pressure on them because even today i feel that if a woman has progressed to a particular level and she uh becomes less involved in the family matters or less involved in the society matters she's looked upon ki okay she has become a big shot girl and she does not care about society and stuff like that which i find it very wrong I think if a woman is trying to progress herself more the society does creates issues for her especially in indian society I want to take a moment to pause on what Akshay is saying here If a woman is trying to progress herself more he says the society does create issues for her especially the indian society Is progress the real enemy then or is that an oversimplification A lot of the people I have spoken to so far, founders, trainers, female and male students, made winning pitches for all of us to sign up to improve ourselves and tackle everyday situations or big projects successfully. As the conversations continued, I began to zoom out of the gendered nature of finishing schools because, of course, men and women went to and experienced finishing schools differently. But there were other issues at play. There were intersections with other social variables. Variables that pointed to how the finishing school now accommodates not just the patriarchy, but also the toxicity of our post-colonial hangover, globalization, and oppressive culture in the name of social and family values. The evolution of finishing schools seems to have only served and maintained the status quo. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now.